Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody. Today we have Andre Terry on the phone, and she literally is on the phone. So I can't see her, but I know Andre, so I can imagine her pretty smile. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So we're going to hear about, she has the most wonderful store in town, y'all. It's called Andre's Essential Soaps. And we're going to hear about how she developed this line of um, skincare products and what led her to do this. so I won't do the spoiler alert, but it it all kind of um, arose out of a medical issue, right? With your mom? Correct. Correct. My dad had died and I was taking care of my mom. I'm the only daughter. You know, I have two brothers, but when your mom is older and gets sick, it's usually the daughter that mm-hmm. for some reason or another steps in, even though I was three and a half hours away. Oh, wow. And so three or four times a week, I would drive up to Chattanooga from Athens to take care of my mom because she would move in with me. She would not move to Athens. She wouldn't move in with me. Nothing. She wanted to stay where she was. Mm. And, um, so I just did the best I could in terms of getting her the care she needed. I'd drive up and make sure she'd bathe safely and wash her hair and help her with her laundry and do her yard work and things like that. She had lost two thirds of her vision from glaucoma and oh, wow. had, she had had six surgeries for that to try and stop the loss. And then she also had advanced Parkinson's. She was not far from needing a wheelchair mm. and then she had also, in over the past several years, as I was taking care of her, had thyroid cancer, uterine cancer, colon cancer, and then lung cancer. Oh, my word. I know. She just had a lot of health problems, but you wouldn't know it. She was always over at the senior center teaching them how to do crafts and doing this and doing that. Very active in her church. And yet she had had so much illness. And um, matter of fact, this is how it all got started in terms of me making products for her was that we were at the Parkinson's doctor and I said you know doctor look at her skin it's so dry no matter what soap I use I said I've tried every kind there is what can I bathe her in and the doctor sort of looked at me and said if you want a moisturizing bar of soap you'd have to make it because there's not one We left, got in the car, and my mother turned to me and said, well, you're going to make me what I need? Oh, and, I said, <laughs> and I said, well, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, and I will. <laughs> so, you know, here was, here was the leap of faith. And some people don't understand this, but I was, you know, when I was growing up, my mom and dad were both one of eight children. They were dirt farmers and dirt poor, and they both mm-hmm. had an eighth grade education. And my dad was 30. And my mom was 15. What? 
when they met, they met at the mill there in Rossville, Georgia, right outside Chattanooga, Tennessee, folding socks. They folded socks at the mill for 10 cents an hour. Wow. And that, that was what they were doing when I was a child. And, at, you know, after my younger brother was born and my older brother, you know, and anyway, we had to be pretty self-sufficient, only making 10 cents an hour. Now, the house was only 800 square feet and our mortgage was $17 a month. Wow. I'm um, still stuck on the 15 and 30 thing. <laughs> I'm like doing the math. I've got a 13 year old. Oh, I I'm know like, it. I, can you believe that? But that was, you know, it's 1946. It, it was, probably wasn't. Probably wasn't as scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all in all, we had to be pretty self-sufficient. My mom yeah. and dad uh, brought all of their uh, self-sufficiency from growing up as one of eight children, you know, being dirt farmers to into our lives and uh, we made our own clothes and our own quilts and we made our own furniture and we raised our own food and we had chickens wow. and you know we just did all our own basic repairs um and I tell you living in an 800 square foot with you know house with no heat I I, I just thought it was beautiful because they love flowers and there was always something in bloom and I didn't know that you know we were luckier I felt like than a lot of people around us who also worked at the mill huh. And so when the doctor says, you'll need to make the soap and lotion and I, you know, okay, we've been making everything else my whole life. Wow. What did you, did you have a job that dealt with chemistry at all? (laughs) No, (laughs) my my degrees from the university are in administration and education psychology. Okay. I worked with, I worked with uh, the emotionally disturbed population and was a school administrator and all this for, for several years. And uh, my good fortune in this particular time was that my husband had just given me a trip to England and Egypt with some friends. And I was allowed to study, uh, you know, when we go through the museums and everything else, we had a lot of extra time, whatever we wanted to. And so I said, well, you know, Egypt is in England. England has a bunch of Egyptian artifacts and Egypt is where cosmetics began. Yeah. So I need to study that. So I, the Egyptologist would take me to the tombs and I was able to see the first combs and razors and oils and perfumes and potions and lotions that were, I mean, 50,000 years old. Are you kidding me? But Andre, you weren't thinking like you were still just thinking, I'm going to mix something up for my mom. You weren't thinking like, I'm going to make a business out of this. Correct. I had no intention of doing a business. I was just going to make some things for my mom, but I felt like I needed to know I needed to make it safely. This was my mother. I wanted to to be effective. And this is back in 1997 or so. And, um, Back in the United States, when I got back from my trip and studying, I found on the internet some scientists from L'Oreal and Clairol who were helping other scientists. Uh, They were teaching them cosmetic manufacturing Mm. on the internet, and they allowed me to join their group. That was unheard of back in 1997. I mean, we barely had email correspondence then. Correct, correct. But I just, like I said, you know, um, God has a plan. So I now, Andre, did you normally throw yourself into stuff like, <laughs> like this? <laughs> like, had you done this sort of thing with other pro like knitting or with other things? Or was this like something? Well, lit a fire? I'll give you an example. Um, my children learned to play tennis and were very good and they were USTA competitors and so forth. And sometimes we didn't have anybody to hit with. And I said, well, I'll just go learn to play tennis. Well, I'd never played in my life. And by this time, you know, I'm 38 or 40 years old, whatever. And um, 
Boy Scout carpooling, one of the girls comes in and sees a tennis racket over there. And she said, oh, that's an adult racket. Are you playing tennis? I said, well, I have, I'm just about to take my first lesson. And she said, oh, call me in a couple of years. Uh-huh. And I thought, yeah, uh-huh. So I, uh, well, this is just me. I went, I went to the tennis courts a lot for two months, two months now, took lessons, worked with a group, all beginners. I had never played. This young lady played three, five, which is pretty good player. Uh And uh, I called her and I said, two months later, two years. Anyway, I (laughs) I called her two months later and said, I'm ready to play. And she just snickered and we went out there and I beat her behind. You know oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, so you're, you're, yes, that tells me a lot about you. Okay. So you, once you set your mind to something, you were like, nobody's stopping me. Well, I just, I've never had many roadblocks Yeah, and I've been fortunate in that. And then I, I guess I think things through, but like I said, I also feel like I have, um, you know, I just don't worry about things. Uh-huh. And so anyway, I designed a, a, a few soaps and lotions for my mom, safe perfumes. I've designed them without beef fat and petroleum, no parabens. And the doctor saw the improvement in my mother's skin and 12 hospitals called me. What? Did, okay. Order. So, so you did this course with L'Oreal and how, uh-huh. how long did it take you to develop the soaps and the lotions? Now the soaps, soaps are a lot easy. People have been making soaps for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Now lotions, you've got to have a preservative system. It's made with water. You've got to know sanitation. You've got to keep things sterile. You've not got to know how to package it. Temperature becomes an issue. I mean, there's so much to know about making lotions and creams. Uh, So the lotions and creams took a few more months. The soaps were almost immediate because it's just that much easier. Okay. And so anyway, when the doctor saw that the you know, or whoever it was looking that I didn't have parabens in my products, which, you know, can destroy, right. uh, disturb a woman's endocrine system. And I didn't have any beef fat. Of course, beef or fat fed uh, hormones and antibiotics. And 80% of female cancers in particular are hormonally fed. Man. So I'm going, I'm not putting any of that on my mother's skin or mine or my yeah. daughter's. So anyway, uh, 12 different hospitals and here I'm going okay now that means I've got to get a business license insurance tax oh, numbers wow. and so that's what I did and, and I worked how out old of, were you I'm sorry to interrupt um how old was I in <laughs> I don't know I'm almost 70 now so I've been doing this 21 years so 21 years ago how so old was I you were in your uh, 50s I guess like your yeah. kids were gone mm-hmm Okay. Um, no, I was in my forties. And was, were you still I was working? Seven. I was forty-seven. Were you still working at your other job? No, I had had to stop that because I couldn't take care of my mom and be in Chattanooga all the time. Ah, you okay, got gotcha. But but I could do this and work out of my home and still take care of my mom. So I did that, and uh, you know, it was just um, it was just something that was so interesting to me. It's something brand new. And we had nine, you know, 9-11 and I sent products for the firemen up for their feet 
you oh, know, wow. because I figured they were in asbestos boots and those 2000, they said the ground was still 2000 degrees. Wow. And I'm going, they are sweating to death and those, their, their skin on their feet is breaking down within five or six hours, you know, and here they were working 12 hour shifts trying to find the bones of their comrades. Yeah. And so anyway, I sent a bunch of stuff up for that and I didn't realize that would get me into trouble because then... I say trouble. People in New York, if Fifth Avenue wanted product and I just couldn't fulfill those needs, you know, it was just me. My my mom was needing more of my time. How long had this, when you, when 9-11 happened, do you remember, was it months or was it a couple of years after? Yeah, it was a couple of years. And then, like I said, people still stayed after me and my mom died in 2003. (sighs) And after her death, within a few months, I was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, no. Uh, Yes, breast cancer, still needing product and making product. And um, I had several local businesses carrying product. So um, I just kept on working during my treatment. I had chemotherapy and 36 radiation treatments. At the time, everybody who had pretty much had breast cancer that was a centimeter or more, would have chemotherapy. And that's because we didn't have the Onca tests until the mm-hmm. following year. This was 2004. So, and so anyway. you were, okay. So you're doing these soaps and lotions out of your house or had you rented a space by now? No, I was doing it out of my home. And, um, but I had so many people coming to my house that I, you know, I was losing my privacy. My phone was un- an unlisted number, and yet people were constantly calling. We need the salts, you know, the mineral salts for detoxifying. We need the lotion. We need this fragrance-free soap. Smells are bothering me. Wow. You know, and you didn't have any employees working with you? No. And what I did was I put my products in several local storefronts. Okay. That helped a little bit, but not much. People wanted to see me. Mm-hmm. They and wanted they, to talk to me. And did you have a website? I did, but okay. I did not. Like I said, it was all still out of my home. And I decided I would open a storefront. Now that's the only thing that was ever really scary because, you know, you're making it out of your home. Nobody knows how busy you are. Nobody knows if you're making it or not. It's not a big deal if you have to close. But when you got a storefront, everybody sees you. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm wondering, like, how stressed were you when you were doing it out of your house? Were you still on cloud nine? Like, I love this. This is amazing. Or were you like, oh, my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Um, no, never that because I've never felt overwhelmed. You just made larger batches. Okay. <laughs> and, you, and you're doing this like on your stove? <laughs> on my stove. And I would, uh, the soaps have to go through a heating process and you wrap them in towels and things that I used to. Now I have molds that have insulators, but I would just turn on my dryer and heat it up on the top. <laughs> wow. And you just kept learning too, right? I mean, I, I oh, yes. read on I your website. Still in those groups, still in those groups, because you see, once I had cancer and I had all that radiation, my mother hadn't had all that radiation. Okay. I saw they were handing us this sticky gooey stuff and said, put this on there. I said, I will not. I said, yeah. what are you doing? Put butter on a burn. I said, you don't put butter products on a burn. And so I created a water-based gel with, and I, it, this did take a couple of years to research all the different uh, botanical extracts that benefit the skin during radiation. So I designed a water-based gel with these particular extracts. 
And uh, the first, you know, by that time I'm opening a shop because too many people are coming to my house. And I pulled all my things from the local places. So people would uh-huh. come to the store to buy because I had to pay rent and among other things. That makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it was a little bit scary, but what happened was I got this email from the Emmy Awards, the International oh my Emmy gosh. <laughs> And well, like I said, it's that based out in New York and all these people in New York are still after me. And they said, well, I thought it was a joke. I thought some friends were, <laughs> you know, just pulling my leg. And I said, who is that? And I looked at the person who signed it, looked him up. And sure enough, that was the person in charge of the wow. Emmys. And so I sent them a sample thinking they'll want a dozen gift baskets or so. I signed a contract and sample I sent was a small hand cream soap and a foaming bath salt and I I knew it was a white tie affair from looking at the website so I sent them in you know I wrapped it and labeled it sent it in black and white with a white white organza bag and did a little hang tag on it I mean it looked nice but it was small it was something that all these people traveling could easily carry with Uh them but I figured they want a dozen gift bags to presenters or something like that sign the contract no they called me as soon as they had split it all up and used it and said, we want exactly what you sent to us. And of course I had committed. And I said, oh, you want some of those little gift bags? You know, I'm thinking three dozen. They wanted 1,200 What of the oh gift bags. Gosh. So it was like 3,600 pieces wrapped and labeled and tagged and bagged. And luckily I had about a four month lead time. So every, every other day, almost, I would take about 150 pieces home after I'd made them. And, uh, you know, label or wrap or whatever until I got it done. It was 600 pounds of product. And you did this all by yourself still? Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Did you, at this point, did you feel like I have made it? Like I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a businesswoman, like this is it. No, I didn't know yet. What happened was, you know, I sent that up there. The newspaper wrote an article about it. Because it was so unusual for somebody from Athens yeah. to have something in the Emmy Awards, you know, in all the gala gift bags. That just didn't happen yeah. around Athens very much. And so they wrote this big article in the Sunday paper. And this is back when a lot of people read the paper. This uh-huh. was 2006. And so the following, it was November. So people were starting to shop for Christmas and I was so tired of wrapping those things, but people wanted the bags from the Emmys. And I had made, I had made made like 24 extra, you know, first person comes in and buys all 24. Oh my gosh. And I said, Oh, I've got a problem. I wound up making like 1500 more bags and but it, it, people would come in and buy them for everybody in the office or everybody in their family or this girl from Athens, her stuff was in the Emmys. And that's when you everybody. need to raise your price, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was a donation. It was like $20,000 worth of product, wow. but uh, it was a tax deduction. So there you go. Oh, um, wow. Wait, you donated it. I, I, I missed that part. It. Yes. Well, see, I'd signed the contract and they weren't, they weren't going to pay for anything. Oh my gosh. Even the, the shipping, shipping. <laughs> the shipping was $650. And, uh, you know, I had to freight it and I had a three-day window to get it to the hotel where they were going to be in New York. So anyway, oh I, it just put my product in a lot of new hands and uh-huh. it was Christmas time. And so, uh, 
you know, and by that time I was making the gel. And then the other, you know, good news was that the doctors who looked at the research and saw what I had put in the product for the gel, all the radiologists, the oncology radiologists started sending their patients over to get the gel. Mm. And the hospitals were still? um... Yeah, well, yes. And I now gradually, uh, I still work with a couple of doctor's offices and occasionally a hospital or two, but their budgets vary and they don't have the money that they did have Uh um, in the nineties and early two thousands. So I've cut some of that back. Plus my own retail business grew to the point that I didn't take on any new hospitals. I just had to, I had to balance it. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, and, and that's what that's what happened over time. And as it would happen, you know, I did send the research back to the doctor showing the University of Arkansas studies saying that you should not use a product with oil or butter on burned skin or skin being radiated because it can actually hold in the heat and exacerbate. Oh. Burn. Yeah. So I said, see, you don't yes. put butter on a burn. <laughs> You don't put lotion or cream on a burn because it contains butter. And I mean, Andre, I'm so impressed that you basically got a chemistry degree on your own, just learning all this stuff. Well, um, like I said, it was just, it was for my mother. Yeah. You You had a purpose. I think the purpose was bigger than all your misgivings or all your fear. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, the way I, you know, growing up, the way my parents sacrificed for us, you know, their dream was for us to go to college mm-hmm. because they only had that eighth grade education. And they actually, when I was um, grade school, they put themselves back through, we called it night school back oh. then, learned to cut hair. And my dad built my mother a beauty shop and built himself a barber shop. That is and, beautiful. I love that. And so they, they knew 10 cents an hour wasn't going to put three kids through college. So, um, you know, they saved enough and we all worked during high school and um, saved enough money for all of us to be able to go to college. Wow. So, you know, my parents, like I said, we were there everything. And so I would do anything for my parents. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, after my, mo- after my dad died, my mom just, you know, she lost her uh, purpose. And at that time is when she was diagnosed with Parkinson's and with Parkinson's, you can suffer some depression. It can affect that part of the brain. Mm-hmm. And she was having those issues and it just broke your heart. She didn't know what to do without the man that had raised her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did, did she get to see your success? Um, yes, I had started the business and, uh, and I didn't have the storefront yet. But especially when she went into hospice, when her colon cancer metastasized to lungs Mm -hmm. and a year later, she went into hospice care. I took, you know, hand creams and sprays and lotions and soaps and everything, just put it all over the bedside tables, you know, and because again, I was driving from out of town and I wasn't there as much as I wished I could have been, but I was still there, you know, three times a week or so. And the nurses would come in and put a little hand cream on her, put a little hand cream on them, <laughs> you know, just, I mean, it was pleasant. It was, you know, when you work in a facility like that, you're a victim of what smells are going on around uh-huh, you. That's true. And so I thought if I have a bunch of stuff in her room, they're going to come in and use it. Please do. And spray it and put some on her and spend time with her and talk to her and put it on them and enjoy. It. And they deserve 
to use every drop. I, I, we won't run out. I'll be bringing mm-hmm. some more, you know? And so I just, um, so she was very aware of what I was doing and she was very proud of it. She called it cancer soap. Aww. And I said, I said, mother, you can't call it cancer soap. That sounds like soap from cancer. <laughs> That's true. I said, what we're, I said, what we're talking about is soap with vegetable grade, you know, organic grade food thing. You could eat this soap if it wasn't made into soap. And I said, you know, it doesn't have any beef fat in it. So there's no, you know, no irritants. And you see how much better your skin did, you know. So don't call it cancer soap. It's just good soap. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing I've learned in functional medicine is anything she, uh, the main professor says, treat your skin like a giant tongue. <laughs> anything you wouldn't put in your mouth, don't put on your skin. <laughs> oh, what a good thing to say. And you know, it is the largest organ system of the body. So it's yeah. so important. It's so important. And, um, you know, when you're, when your skin's uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable, you know, when it's broken out, you're uncomfortable, you know, when you have anything going on, it's, it's difficult. And fortunately, what we found with the gel, because it's so soothing to the skin during radiation, people with psoriasis and eczema and shingles, and, uh, you know, they use it also poison ivy, bug bites. I mean, it's just funny. It's not medicine. Now it's a moisturizer. Uh, but uh, those people with those skin issues also have some good success and, and I need to get some of that for our office. That would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) You're like another big order coming up. Well, now I do make that product at cost because uh, it's my gift back and it's not covered by insurance. If I had it approved by the FDA and made into medicine and insurance would cover it, I would of course had to add so much to the price. But what I did was I just thought, you know, this is going to be something I can do for patients where that they can afford it because it's not covered by insurance. That being said, the University of Georgia, well, the Cancer Foundation there at University uh, Cancer and Blood Center and Lauren Smith also purchase this product for patients who cannot afford the $18 for the tube. Oh, that's nice. So, and you probably, I'm sorry, you probably get your um, bucket filled up with all the patients talking to you about their, how much better their skin is. And I imagine Mm -hmm. that's very fulfilling. Well, and two, you know, the fact that I had cancer 17 years ago uh, is very encouraging. The staff, their oncology staff tells them, they say this, this lady had cancer also. Uh And when they come in and they see someone standing up, talking, moving about, uh, someone who survived cancer, owning a business, it's very encouraging to them for their own treatment, you know, and their own time. And especially these older ladies who have no one, I enjoy talking to them. They're they're afraid because they're alone and they need a friend. I've gone to the doctor with some of them so that they wouldn't be Aww. by themselves. You know, that's just something you can do. And they yeah. come back and they hug me and they show me their skin. And it's not just breast cancer. You know, the gels used by people with brain tumors, head and neck, um, lung cancer, which I do see a lot of, and other forms like real odd uh, HPV cancers like uh, cancer of the vagina, cancer, uh-huh. of the, uh, uh, you know, just all kinds of odd cancers. Uh, it's been a real learning experience for me. And to you have them keep all learning. <laughs> right. Well, you can't help it because every, you know, the medicine changes as the years go by. 
and the research continues. And um, like I said, I've just been fortunate to be a part of that. Well, and I imagine you had to learn so much marketing and branding. I mean, I'm imagining you doing those little tags for the thing. And <laughs> you, you know, like now that I've learned about branding and oh my gosh, how yes. did you do all that? Well, I just chose, we see going into hospitals first, it had to be something very elegant, easy to read, black and white. It couldn't mm -hmm. look like something for a teenager. That's true. Uh, it couldn't look juvenile. And so I just did basic fonts. I used a Casteller A as my logo, um, you know, and I even put it on the candles I make and things like that. It just all fell into place and it all looks fine. And the gift baskets, you know, are beautiful. and. Um, People enjoy it. They really don't, the packaging to them, most of these people is not as important as what's in it. Yeah, that's true. And, but I still use, you know, high quality packaging because I have to ship all over the country and I used to ship all over the world. And I did have to stop that because we still have problems with packages going out that might be delivered to a hotel in London and the person never gets it. Mm. And I can't prove that. And we can't, you know, we, insurance won't cover that sort of thing you know that's theft. true yeah and so I had to but people come in and buy it and they send it yeah you know? so um, I mean so many people who listen to this podcast are they sort of wake up and they're like what am I going to do with my life you know maybe they have jobs or they have degrees but they're like I just don't feel fulfilled and they may listen to your story and say well I mean it all just fell into place for her but <laughs> No, I want to I mean, emphasize you put forth so much work and you followed the breadcrumbs like you, 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 you know, designed a soap and then you designed a lotion and then you saw a need for something else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the probably the making the gel, you know, formulating that product has been one of the most rewarding things. And yet there's still people out there who are having the side effects of burning and itching and whatever that need the product. And so I have talked with uh, Amazon and also a factory that says they can help me with that. Wow. So um, as I'm, you know, as I'm approaching 70 and my husband is also a cancer survivor. He had, he was given six weeks to live with an esophageal cancer that had grown up into the throat and down into the stomach. Oh, wow. And he had, he had, he has survived. It's five and a half years. Whoa. And he has been dismissed as a patient, but now he has some issues from having 48 radiations to the chest, you know what I mean? And you will, um, but he's needing a little bit more of my time. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, it's, it's time for me to have someone else come in and take over and me teach them just like I was taught and helped and you know um we'll see I think the product the gel product being able to be put on Amazon and things like that all that needs to happen but it needs to be with somebody 20 years younger than me mm -hmm. who's um ready to to work you have to know how to work and be self-motivated mm -hmm. and you know, and, and not be afraid to try new things. I'm not the answer to everything. I make a lot of mistakes, but people need to believe that they're as talented as anyone else. And so you believe in yourself and mm -hmm. you just, you have to stay so positive because there will be times when this or that doesn't work out and you just have to step over it and keep going. 
you know. How do you do that? Did you like almost quit one time? (laughs) Did you ever come up against obstacles that you were like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Maybe I should just throw in the towel. Well, it's hard to lose your patience. Uh, I'm talking about your, your cancer patients. When, when, when I see that one of them has died, um, I hope that I've been a positive part of the end of their life, Yeah, you know, and, and speaking with them, but that that's, I'm, I'm sorry when that happens and I miss them, you know, mm-hmm. and I think about them, I think about them all the time. And then I, you know, I don't just lose patience to cancer, but to other things as well. But, um, you know, you just have to believe that what you're doing is meaningful to them. And I have people thank me. I have people try and tip me. <laughs> no, no, you know, I don't do tips. <laughs> yeah. But, they, but the public as a whole really does appreciate your effort because they look at that and they think, how on earth does anybody figure out how to do this? You know, and yeah. so they, they appreciate your, your work and your study. And um, like I said, the, their doctors tell them that I'm also a survivor and uh, that I've been through this and I know what it feels like and I know what it's like to be told you have cancer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that smack in the face is a pretty good wake up call for getting your priorities in order. Well, and I think that's one reason your business has been so successful because you do care so much and it just comes through. It's not Uh just a business for you. It's a being part of the town, part of the community, part of the solution with cancer. Right. And even with this year in COVID that we've had this past year, people in the community said, we don't want you to close. I had the best Christmas sales I've ever had. Wow. The best Mother's Day sales I've ever had the best Valentine's Day sales I've ever had because I'm a lot, you know, people come in and buy this as gifts. This is mm-hmm. something made from Athens, made in Athens. And I know this girl, you know, Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, you know, and so it's, it's a gift and the community has made sure that COVID was not going to affect me. And of course, because I make products for cancer patients and the CDC was telling everybody to wash with soap, I was considered essential. Oh. <laughs> it's essential soaps, right? <laughs> but yeah, and the clean product movement, I guess that wasn't a thing back then as much as it is now where people are actually reading ingredients and trying to stay away yes. from parabens. and Right. And the unusual thing, of course, in this country is everything on the label to be correct has to be written in Latin. And so a lot of times you don't know what that is. And I have people bring their products in and they'll say, what is this? What is this? I say, oh, well, that's your emulsifier and that's this and that's that. And some of the names sound so awful, like steric acid. And you go, what is that? That's you know, that's, that's palm wax. It's just an emulsifier, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it does sound bad. You're going to put acid on your skin. but I know. Doesn't that, won't that burn? But vitamin C is an acid, you know correct and slightly exfoliating and I, I love my vitamin c and people have enjoyed that a lot I've, you know it's a 30 percent in hyaluronic and um I, i've had a lot of people with a lot of sun damage come in and feel a lot better about their skin from just finally taking care of it you know you yeah. have to make that commitment nothing works if you don't use it mm-hmm. it you is know. a commitment well what so when i i usually ask what's next on your radar and you said you're looking for the right person to train and 
Yeah, somebody who wants to work, who wants to take over the business, who wants to, you know, um, come in and purchase and learn everything there is to know, all the recipes. I mean, some of the recipes are supposedly worth from ten to 25000 Wow. And, of course, they're mine alone. And, you know, I'm the one there to help make sure the transition's smooth, that you learn everything you need. And I'll be on call because, let's face it, I live here. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I actually feel like, you know, that person will come forward. Somebody out there has a purpose and this, they're looking for a a way to give back to the community while at the same time make a living. And you, you have such faith that I I think the right person will come along. Oh yeah. Like I said, and I'm not going to let it, you know, I wouldn't dare let them fall on their face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Andre, if you could go back and talk to yourself when you were quitting your job to go take care of your mom and you weren't sure what the future held. Is there any advice you would give your younger self? My younger self, probably just be more patient. Mm -hmm. Um, Be more kind. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you you couldn't be more kind. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I'm I'm just, it, it was frustrating sometimes to drive three and a half hours one way to take care of my mom and then have someone in the grocery store. Cause I would have her in a wheelchair and they would think she was mentally uh, uh, yeah. incompetent or something. And she would say, we're looking for the vanilla ice cream. And they would just fall over themselves trying to help, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> or, you know, it just sometimes the way people looked at her and luckily she wasn't that aware of it because she'd lost two thirds of her vision to glaucoma. But yeah. um, you know, sometimes I would be a, I would not feel favorable toward that person, but you know, you don't know what kind of day somebody else has had. Yeah. And, and, you know, you just need to learn to love everybody no matter what. That's true. (laughs) And just be accepting and, and be patient. Good advice. And I love your story because you didn't get started with this endeavor until you were 50. Yeah, I think it was 47 when I opened the business. I've been in business 21 years now and I'm about to be 68. So I was 40, 47. For all of our listeners who are saying, you know, I'm too old to do this. I need to just stick it out until retirement. You know, there could be another chapter for you, a totally different thing you haven't even imagined. I know. Well, I mean, I never dreamed that this is what I would be doing, you know, with all those degrees and other things. And being successful in those other uh, occupations um, and having a retirement plan and all that stuff. I know. Yeah. It's you hard know, to leave that. Well, when you're self-employed, you, you have to take care of all that. And mm-hmm. you better, you know, you have to take care of your future. And um, I've, I've done that. And the, this job has enabled me to do that with friends who would guide me, financial people, mm-hmm. accountants. Um, I have an accountant friend who came over yesterday to straighten out my QuickBooks because I had a mistake in it somewhere. You know, people just want to help. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I wanted to do too. I wanted to be a part of the the helping, uh, the making everybody's day better and giving them hope. You mm-hmm. know, there's all uh, there's always hope. Yes. I'm not saying yes because that's my name. There is always <laughs> hope. <laughs> There is. And what you give out to others, you're going to get it back. I mean, that's not why you do it, but it's true. You do, 
you do get back what you put out into the world. Oh, you know, when I have somebody come in and they say, my doctor says my skin looks like it hasn't, e like I haven't even been radiated or look at my scars because the gel is also used for scar issues. Uh -huh. Um, and I have plastic surgeons who purchase that for their patients because they want a good outcome. That's true. It makes them look good. Yes, it does. And, you know, things that keep the skin elastic and help with the keloids and, you know, just, just all of that. But to be a part of that and see how happy uh, these people are with their outcome or how they're surviving or how they've made their five years, you know, they'll come back and tell you. And a lot of times they'll become a customer themselves to give your products as gifts. I love it. And so that keeps you open, you know, and um, I just, you know, like I said, I'm so appreciative to the Athens community and my website as well is, you know, I have like 20% of my sales are shipping out to other parts of the country. Yes. Tell us, tell us your website. Oh, it's essentialsoapsinc.com. Okay. And so y'all check yeah, it out. Yeah. Essentialsoapsinc.com. And yes, it's 20 years old <laughs> and, um, that's because, you know, somebody new coming in can, can just make it their own. There's no, and it works, you know, the cart works. <laughs> That's right. No sense in remodeling the kitchen right before you sell the house. Oh, well, I agree with that. And uh, like I said, it works and it's how people have found me. And so many people have used this radiation gel during their treatment and had a good result that uh, they want to give it to their friends. And so, you know, you have to make sure your website's on every label and, yeah. every, and I do that and your business cards are in the package. And it's amazing how word of mouth and a good product that gives a good result, you know, how popular it has become. Mm -hmm. It's even not without, Sorry, even without Instagram, right? That's right. Or Twitter. <laughs> Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to share with us and let us hear your story. It's been so, so inspiring. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That was amazing. Thanks, Andre. All right. Here are her take-home points. Number one, when you're looking for a product or a service and it's not available, look at this as an opportunity. Andre was looking for a moisturizing soap and couldn't find one, so she set out to create one. Number two, when you find a passion, research it like crazy. Go all in. Ask the experts. Do whatever it takes to learn everything you can about the product and the market. Don't let lack of knowledge be a roadblock for you. Number three, be of service to others and give back to the community. Your business will grow naturally. Number four, believe in yourself and stay positive. When obstacles come up, step over them and keep going. Believe that what you're doing is meaningful. And lastly, number five, what you give out into the world, you'll get back. So be patient, be kind, and give people hope. All right. Hope you have a great week. Talk to y'all next week. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I would also love it if you would leave a review on Apple iTunes. That helps me reach more people. So please do it. And lastly, if you want more of what you heard today, you can go on over to my website at hopethepa.com. And I have created this little amazing free ebook called Your Guide to Hacking the Life Machine. And you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. It has lots of yummy things in it. All right, y'all take care and I will see you next week.